When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are so excited to have a good friend of the show in studio to tell us about his travails uh, to the Eurovision contest. It's our friend Danny Salter on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh Mr. Manuary 2016, right? Yes. He's won a competition of his own. Hello. Woo. Likes to travel around to see other competitions. Hey Danny. Howdy guys. So, so I'm the one in the room that knows the least about Eurovision. Okay. Right? Be, and I think we've had this very conversation before. Because we've had Danny in. Because we've yeah, had Danny Eurovision. in to talk about yeah. Eurovision. Two years ago, I think, was the yes. first time I was here for it. So can you give us, can you tell people what Eurovision is and why you love it so much? Oh, absolutely. Um, so Eurovision is um, a music contest that is obviously through Europe. And it started actually in 1956 after the World, World War II, for the most part, the leaders of different countries were trying to bring uni- reunite the all of Europe, and mm-hmm. so they thought music was kind of the best way to kind of do that. So it started with seven different countries, um, and then it has grown throughout the years. So this year there was forty forty three countries participating in it. Now, what's fascinating about that is there are more than, uh, or there are not forty countries in Europe. So they've actually gone beyond Europe in some ways, or uh, there are countries that maybe are beyond the traditional borders of Europe that are now a part of the fun. Correct. Yeah. It, um, celebrating their anniversary, I think their 50th year, they invited Australia to join into it, um, mostly because the viewership in Australia is one of the highest for that country. Like mm-hmm. they just follow it really, really, um, really, really well. So they offered to have them partake in it and it, it took off really well. So they've been able to go back the last couple of years as well. So this is just like basically like a, a huge global for the most part, you know, some people not joined in yet, but Music contest. It's like um, the voice on steroids. Pretty much, yeah. It's um, in the Guinness Book. It's the longest running annual TV music competition. Um, it's the most watched non sporting event in the world. Ooh. Um, it's aired on five different country or aired in five different countries. Um, and then they sold the rights to do um, um, Asia Vision this year. Is coming in oh, September. That's awesome. so they've oh, that's been doing really it in cool. Asia this year. Huh. As so. Well. Uh, so basically, each country they submit. Um, you know, there's like final, semifinals, and then each country basically sends a, a group, and then they all end up in one city. It's usually the city of the uh, previous year's winner, right? Correct. Yeah. So, which is why you this year were in Lisbon and Portugal. Yes. Yeah. They um, they won last year in Kiev, and I was actually there in Kiev as well last year. So, how many? So you went for how many days? Um, I'm there for about eight days total. And how many days of the entire competition are there? There's about 10 days of prep work and whatnot gearing up to the whole thing with like the press. Um, they have their, um, rehearsals. 
and they do all that stuff. So the actual semifinals is a six-day run where they do a semifinal one like um, jury selection. Then they do the semifinal one aired live, and then they do semifinal two jury selection, then aired live, and then the finals jury, and then finals live. And are you at all of that? I do three of them. I usually do the aired ones. Okay. So I do the semi one, semi two, and then the finale. So you're seeing groups come out and do their numbers because each group has one number. They have one number. So they're performing one number, basically representing their country. Like from Estonia, it's blah blah blah. Exactly. And their yeah. number one hit, blah blah blah. Um, so they did not win. <laughs> they did not win this year <laughs> with that song, at least. <laughs> so you're seeing a lot. Like, how long are you in the particular? Is it in a stadium? Is yeah, it it's a in concert a stadium? Um, and each group only can. Perform, their number has to be less than three minutes long. They have a lot of different things that they have to like adhere to. Um, so, and it goes by like so rapid. Like they have less than a minute during their postcard, which is their introduction to each country. Like this is so and so representing, as you would say, like Estonia. And they have like a little postcard about her buildup and like you know maybe a little bit of her personality in it. So there's like 45 seconds of that, and then that's when the stage is getting prepped for her performance. And then the song is less than three minutes, and then they do it like all over again. So it just it's like a clockwork well-oiled machine and we're really used to seeing like musical artists kind of recreate the stage Mm -hmm. and then do their performance are they able to do that or is it really just them instruments in their microphone and you know whatever costuming they have it it depends on the country um so like different countries have more money to push their country and like do special effects and then you have some of the more um, low-key countries that may spend like $5,000 on their staging. Uh, and then it's mostly about like camera work and angles that make that that performance that much better. So like the, the higher-end countries that spend a lot of money, it shows, but sometimes it, does, it doesn't really stick on stage. So. Mm-hmm. Now, when we were talking, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Danny Salter about his trip to Eurovision. He went to um, see everybody perform in Portugal. Now, Colleen, when you started, you said, you know, in the room, you're maybe the least, you know, the least. Mm-hmm. And that's because there's like a huge gay following of Eurovision in the United States. It's become sort of a camp, um, you know, sports activity mm-hmm. for gays to follow. And, you know, to that end, you traveled from Minneapolis to Lisbon, Portugal, and there were there were other people from the Twin Cities there that, you know, and um, that, you know, other gays would know. (laughs) So it's it's a it's a community thing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm like part of a group on Facebook that is like the North American, you know, Eurovision Club. And I think in Minneapolis, we had maybe six or seven people that I know that went there. Um, so we really represented in that sense. And it's aired on Logo TV. This is the, the third year it's aired on Logo. So it's starting to become kind of something in the U.S. But it's aired at like two in the afternoon um, on a Saturday. So, I mean, it's, you know, one of those afternoon things. The saloon where I work, they actually had a big party for it. And I think about awesome. like 75 people showed up for it. So, I mean, yeah. it's 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 getting bigger in that sense. Mm-hmm. People are noticing it. So, yeah. Okay, so I know that people are wondering, like, okay, so this is a great big competition, and it's a music competition, and like we wonder with American Idol or with um, The Voice, what then happens to the people who win? Are there any people we would recognize that have won Eurovision? Um, absolutely. Um, ABBA was probably the most successful group of all time to win. Um, they won in 1974 with Waterloo. Um, they actually competed against Olivia Newton-John that year. Um, oh, that's interesting. So you would know them. Celine Dion, she performed for Switzerland and won. That's kind of started her career. And other people that have performed, like Julio Iglesias, um, Bonnie Tyler, Engelbert Humperdinck. Um, some of them not doing as well, but they've performed it. Um, and then like the, the winning, the other 
fun thing about it is you don't win any money or anything. Mm. It's just kind of an acclamation and it can kind of promote yourself and boost you into the public eye. So that's kind of cool. And then the cool thing is the winner um, gets to have, you know, next year's competition show up in their country. Tell us about this year's winner, because we were listening to the song yesterday, which reminded us that, duh, you were there. Um, did you and, and did you get to meet her? I didn't get to meet her this year. I met I met a bunch of them last year. Okay. Um, I was able to kind of do some side stuff with people. Um, but Netta from um, uh, Israel, Israel won yeah. this year um, with their song called Toy. And she was kind of the bookie's favorite for the last couple months. Very, very fun song. Like you played it yesterday. Very quirky. Um, just has a very, very charismatic stage presence. Um, but over the last few days before the show, there was a couple other kind of groups and people that were kind of coming up and kind of taking her Dark thunder. Horse. Hmm. Yeah. And and that's kind of what happened last year where out of the blue, um, that's how Portugal won. Like they were the, not the odds favorite at the beginning of it all. And then kind of like it goes down to the end. And then we have like the jury votes and then the the votes from all the public and then it kind of gets to that nail biting sense where you don't know who's going to win. Yeah, we should say that people are voting. It's a, it's like a, you know, yeah, it's they call a, in, and then they, um, they get like I think ten chances to vote for as many, ten of the same country, mm-hmm. or, um, and then so there's a natural or there's a jury selection that they they do voting on it, and then there's the um the audience popular vote. So is yeah. it sort of weighted then? Or? Um, there can be. I mean, there's a lot of politics that can kind of go involved yeah. into it too. Certain countries because you can't vote for your country. So, oh. so you can like if you're from Sweden, so you would vote for other countries, but like neighboring countries kind of vote for you know like which is awesome sure. because then it kind of forces other countries to you know sort of you know cozy up to other countries mm-hmm. yeah to sort of influence their vote. So it's oh, kind of I fascinating how I that d- works. Why is there not like a Broadway musical about Eurovision? <laughs> right? Well, why that is not there like not explode? one in the United States? Like yes. you know, United States Ovision. I don't know. We need to work on that. But you know, like each state send somebody right yeah like why can't we do that I or at know. least why can't we get an entry into has, has there been a discussion i'm sure we've asked you this before and i'm just not remembering but uh has there been any talk of having the united states invited into the competition probably not the closest that they've had is uh two years ago in sweden when it was held they had justin timberlake perform during like the in- interval group and that got a lot of buzz because people were like this is ours. U.S. stay away. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they weren't. They actually weren't happy womp, that, womp. Okay, that we were like kind of. Yeah, they were yeah. kind of like invading their turf in that sense. Yeah, sure. Mm. Um, so so they kind of keep it now with more like the local, you know, Portugal artists that'll do the interval acts and whatnot. So. Interesting. Well, Danny, thank you so much for yeah. coming in and sharing this like super big passion of yours with us uh, that we've all been paying attention to for the last couple of days. And and we'll can we do this again next year? Well, you're oh. going to go to Israel, I assume. Absolutely. Have yes. you been? Yeah. No. And that's so what you've I, been. How many countries have you been to? For this is this is my third. So this is awesome. So you went to Ukraine, um, Sweden, Stockholm, Sweden, and then now Lisbon. And Lisbon, and next year you'll go to Israel. This is such a wonderful way to like travel too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's so kind fun. of the, it's like the music and travel all in one. So yeah. and it's also kind passions. of a fun surprise because you don't know where you're going next year <laughs> until the winner know, wins. Feel, well, and I feel like we could have done a whole segment on like Lisbon. Tell us about Lisbon because yeah. I don't know anything about Portugal. Yeah. Other yeah, than Madonna lives there. Did you see Madonna? Um, no, I didn't. I have a friend that, that I know there that he was like, but well, we can kind of go by our place, but it's kind of a big fortress. So there was of no course point. It is. Mm. Of course it is. Danny, yeah. thank you thank so you, much. Danny. Thank you guys for we'll having me. We'll talk to you again next year. Probably a little bit in between, probably, but definitely yeah. next year. Yeah, you'll see me. All right. <laughs> when we come back, uh, Bradley had a scenario that happened last night, and he is wondering, what would you do in this scenario? Find out what the scenario is, and we'll tell you what we would do after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. So, uh, Bradley had a scenario occur last night. Oh. You're not going to believe it. What we all would do. I swear to God, you're not going to believe it. You're not even going to know what to do. 
Okay, it's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Laurel. Colleen Lindstrom, Laurel Yanny Trainer. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, yeah, what happened? So, um, I, you know, beautiful night last night, had the back door open with the screen because um, you don't want to let the bugs in. And I look outside and I see my neighbor in the backyard and she's like creeping in her backyard. And I'm like, what is she doing? And then I turn and I notice that she's looking in the alley and then she looks at me and she goes, and I was like, honey, I can't hear you. What? And she's like, there, there are people having sex in that car. (gasps) Nah. I turn and I'm looking out uh, the back door I look into the alley now, you know, without complicating things, there's a, there's a garage in the way, so mm-hmm. I can't, and a tree, so I can't really see what's going on, but on the right uh, right of me in the alleyway, I see two young men, couldn't be more than 16 years old, if that, mm-hmm. um, staring at me, Okay, which is a little disconcerting, but right. whatever, I'm like, okay, are you guys, because people sometimes walk up and down the alley, sure. it's a free country, I do that with my dog when we're going sure. on our walk. Um. But she says there are people having sex in a car. Now, what you must know is that on the exact opposite side of me, uh, there is a car in uh, my neighbor's driveway. And I use that term loosely because they haven't mowed that space and that car hasn't moved for a year. Okay. So it's not, I don't think, a functioning car. Okay. Somebody's having sex in the car. What do you do? In that car, the one that hasn't moved for a very long time? What do you do? You know, listen, here's my general... My general feeling on if people are having sex, it's like a sleeping baby. You don't wake a sleeping baby. You don't break up a sex. (laughs) You don't break up the sex? (laughs) No, I just, you know what I say in that moment? Um, Make sure that all the children are, have their eyes covered and we just sort of gently tiptoe away. So my neighbor, I love her. We call her Gladys Kravitz because she knows who's having sex in a car in the neighborhood. She, and she's like, I am just going to say, yes, I'm saying I see people having sex in the alley so they can hear me. So Mm. they know I can see them. Like she was being very obvious about what she's doing. And I'm like, girl, be careful. You don't know these people. Um, but there's two lookouts to go back to like how this all went down. There's two lookouts keeping their eye on me and her. And then there's a, allegedly, and I can't see the people having the sex. And I'm, I don't like as much. I'm, I took her word for it. Uh-huh. Let's put but it wait, that can way. Can I ask a question about the two people who are staring at you and her? Yeah. Are they, they're the guards of the sex. They're the like- guards of the sex while their friend or friends, because I'll share with you in a moment. Some uh, more details ooh. are having sex with, a, a lady is this a willing participant well that was this is the okay. whole thing yes it was a, by all accounts it was a willing thing all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's Stephen Diener host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, you know, if I had said there was a, you know, a sexual assault happening, I would have called 911. Mm-hmm. But by all accounts, this was a mutual experience. A consensual experience. It's, it's not an abandoned car, but it's not a functioning car. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors, uh, on well, they're not really our neighbors, but the people on the other side of the alley, that car is literally, as I said, been there for a year, and the grass is like growing up into the dumb thing. Um, so it's a ha- it's a nuisance, right? Mm-hmm. So my first thought was maybe I'll call three one one, but then I'm like, but should I call nine one one? Because what if she's not a willing participant? Right. But then at the same time, I don't want to get in the. You know how it is when you live in the city. You don't mm-hmm. want to get in the middle of people's business mm-hmm. because I don't need you know bad karma. No Plus offense. the lookouts are looking. They're yeah, and but I just stood there and looked at him because I'm like, you're in you're in my space, so don't think you're gonna you know right make me uncomfortable in my own backyard. But then I I told Jamie and he he looked out the window, shut the doors, and was like, let's eat dinner. And I was like, oh, like he was just like, if ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix. Like it. I say, if it's, but, you let, if it's a sleeping baby, but, you don't wake it up, you don't interrupt the sex. But the problem is, I think, well, now they know that you can have the sex. In the, this car, uh, it's like feeding. It's like feeding birds now. Yeah, you don't want them to keep coming back. What would you for the have sex done? in the car? Honestly, I would have done exactly what Jamie did. You would not have called three one one, Gladys no. Kravitz. I know you. Don't no. act like you didn't call police for meth dealers. That's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what they're doing <laughs> in that car. And by the way, the lady looked a lot older than them kids, and they were kids. Okay, I have qu- I have more questions. I can't. We can't. Okay, we're, we're crazy stupid idiots coming up next. My talk one zero seven one. Everything. Survey Z. Entertainment. Bradley has now shown me the actual car that the people were having the sex in in his alleyway yesterday. Do you know the best part that I left out? So people were having sex in my alley, not in their own car. It was a car they just happened upon, which makes me ask all these questions like, did you you and your friends decide to look for an abandoned vehicle to have sex in? Or maybe they are in the neighborhood and they know it's an abandoned... I don't know. Anyway, anyway, um, the thing that I forgot to mention is Next to that abandoned vehicle, there is a Christmas tree that somebody just put out. A brown Christmas tree. No. It's May. Okay, that's scary. That's a fire hazard. Thank you! It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then... I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, often the times in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I did it for you. That's okay. Um, So did you hear, though, about this one? There are people that think... That that voice is saying, stop Yanny. it, stop it. <laughs> All right. Uh, for this story, we are going to go to Florida. Um, so Mother's Day was last weekend. And sometimes people get together on Mother's Day as families and you honor your mother, right? Yeah. Well, apparently that's what 27 year old Seth Bryant had set out to do. He and his 
54-year-old mom, Judy, were spending some time together on Mother's Day. Hi, Judy, honey. And they were taking part in a favorite pastime of many. They were drinking. They oh, were drinking. Oh, God, that never ends well. Well, it didn't. It didn't in this case. Uh, Seth's dad tried to cut Seth off because Seth had had a few too many Chardonnays. And Seth got mad. And Seth... um. He put his fist into his father's face. Oh, God. So then his dad called the cops and the cops got there. And Seth's mom, Judy, who was being honored on this very special Mother's Day by watching her son punch her husband. husband, Judy was so upset that her son was being arrested that she punched her husband as well. Oh, it's a family affair. And then she said, how's this for domestic violence? And then they cuffed her and took her as well. So, happy Mother's Day to Judy and Seth. They are spending some precious bonding time together. Where? Behind bars. In the pokey. They really, that's that that family's got an eyebrow game. <laughs> yeah, there's happening there. I mean, they are on point. One has and a little too much and the other the has exact not very many. Same. Oh, yeah. Oh, except for creepy. one of them has facial hair. That is so creepy. Mm-hmm. Oof. I don't understand why women who have eyebrows would remove them. I don't know that they do mean to. What do you mean by that? Would like remove that them? woman has removed her eyebrows to then put a marker on her forehead. Sometimes those things fall out a little bit is all I'm saying. Okay. Well, my, my grandma had alopecia, so she had no body hair, mm-hmm. so she couldn't help it. Mm-hmm. But that's where uh, I fell in love with wigs because she had wigs. Mm. She had a drawer. The first time, though, that I opened the drawer... Of wigs, I was mortified because I had no idea she wore wigs. Oh, I was like, oh my god! It's kind of a sad story, yeah, right? Well, she's dead now, so it's okay. That's even more sad. I'm sorry. Okay, she's not, but I love her. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I tell you my story? Yes. Uh, I want to go to Walmart. Do you? What are you going to get there? Oklahoma City. Okay. Okay, and I mm-hmm. need to tell you about a man who was arrested in the Oklahoma Walmart. Because he was taking some photographs mm-hmm. of merchandise, you ask? Of merchandise? Nope. nope. Of unsuspecting ladies. Oh. This is not the first time, but he he uh, was essentially a peeping Tom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but his name is actually Kevin, so he was a peeping Kevin. Do we actually know where the term peeping Tom comes from? Like, Probably was there some like perv one named guy Tom. named Tom? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Kevin Bjerg, he's 44. He was taking photos of ladies up their skirts. Oh, of course. That is a... Now, that's not unusual, No, sadly, for women everywhere. Um, but there, it, it's, it's why he said he was doing this that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status. Because he was horny? Well, I mean, presumably. Also, look at his face. Did you see his face? Not yet. Hold on. I want you to look at his face. Hold, please. He said the reason he was taking upskirt photos of ladies is because it was, quote, perfectly legal. What? I thought you could do that. (sighs) So they, they said, no, actually, there's a peeping Tom statute. That when you're hiding, waiting, or loitering near a place where a person would expect privacy, a.k.a. their crotch, uh, you're not allowed to take photos. He was very upset by the fact that this was not a legal activity. He claimed his attorney 
Now, look at the man. I did. In does he look like he has an attorney? No, he does not have anybody on no, retainer. No. No. He, uh, Unless he's been caught doing this in the past. My attorney said this is perfectly legal to do it in a public place. Gross. And, Dude. Um, yeah, they were like, yeah, no, it turns out that's not appropriate. Um, also, you are looking under a lady's dress. That's not a public place. Correct. It's a pubic place. That wasn't wow, funny. that is inappropriate. Sorry. I apologize to women everywhere. Me too. Anyway, uh, it was it was a hairy... Uh, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> You're terrible. That's a bald-faced lie. May I? Oh, ew! Yeah. Ew! <laughs> really? All right. That went south real quick. May I give you the origins of... I wish you would. Thank you. It's kind of prickly. This oh, yeah. Stop. What? What is it? Go. I got a rash. Lady Godiva's naked ride through the streets of Coventry in order to persuade her husband to alleviate the harsh taxes on the town's poor. So the story goes that the townsfolk agreed not to observe Godiva as she passed by, but that peeping Tom ah. broke that trust mm-hmm. and spied on her. I mean, mm-hmm. that seems a little too good to be true, but I like that story. Like, there was just a guy named, ha, 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 I'm going to look. But if nobody was looking, how did they know he was looking? This is a good point. Mm-hmm. Who was peeping the peeping Tom? That guy's name was Scott, and we don't talk about Scott. <laughs> I bet kidding. Scott's, I like, ticked he's off Tattle about Scott it. because he's like what he is. Tattle Scott. He's like, <laughs> look, I saw the peeping Tom. Yeah, he gets the name that everybody remembers. <laughs> what about me? I did the right thing. <laughs> All right, for this last story, shall we go to Colorado? Colorado. Yeah, we're going to Colorado for this one. Um. Okay, you know you did stuff like this with friends when you guys were young and people got a little drunk um, and that one person passed out first and then you grabbed a marker and you drew phallic symbols all over their face. Remember, uh, you never, never did, did that? that. Okay. Nope. Well, it is a thing because um, I've seen it happen to some friends who perhaps their night ended a little earlier than they intended uh, and they don't remember what happened after that. Uh, well, 25-year-old Stephen Elmore had this very thing happen to him. He partied too hard. He passed out, and his roommates drew phallic symbols all over his face. Well, when he woke up from his slumber, uh, his passed-out slumber, he noted that he had these phallic symbols all over his face, oh. and he was real angry. And he was like, you know what? I think I know who did this. Okay. It was my roommate's. Okay. And I got to do something to get back at them. Of course, he didn't really know that it was them because... Well, he, he, was... ass- he didn't remember. Yeah. You're correct. But he assumed. Okay. And so he did naturally what anybody would do when they're angry. He set the garage on fire. What? You can't... That's not yes. an equal thing. He set the garage on fire as a means of saying, don't you ever, ever draw phallic symbols on my face when I'm passed out. Uh, they did. Uh, everybody who was in the house was able to smell the smoke before uh, the fire spread too far, and they got out of the house. And it only charred the ceiling, and nobody ended up getting hurt. However, he did get in trouble. Oh, he good. had his trial last Monday, and oh, the judge God. described his retaliation as significantly out of proportion. And Stephen had and to plead guilty to fourth degree arson, and he has gotten a reduced sentence of two years probation. Oh and he has also decided 
And here's the silver lining to put down the bottle and stop drinking. Good for him. Mm -hmm. See, this is why the one thing I feel bad about these people for is that like um, this is now on the Internet. Mm -hmm. So anytime somebody at a job Googles this uh, gentleman, the story's going to come up even after like probation is over, which kids just don't do bad things anymore don't do embarrassing I mean, things we used they to will be able live to do forever. bad things left and right i mean i can't even begin to tell you all of the illegal and heinous acts that i was perpetrating can you imagine if there would have been the social media when you were in your 20s <clears throat> what would be there living on forever yeah well that one time that i peed in that uh housing complex they were building over near campus and we kind of busted in and were crawling through the work site. Then I had to pee. Did you get in trouble? No. You peed in a closet? Yeah. But it wasn't finished. It was like concrete. It was just like, you know, the raw. Well, now it is finished and somebody's closet has your pee in it. Weird. All right. But I'm saying it's not like we insteed it. Right. And then I didn't get caught. But you just told about it on the radio. But I think the statute, I mean, that was in 1894. The statute of limitations has it long since run out. This is true. And also, is there a statute that says you can't pee at a construction site? Probably. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we do have a daily snap judgment. We have asked you today. We want you to answer it. We will judge you accordingly on the MyTalk 1071 Facebook page. And Bradley, what was that question today? Today's question was sea monkeys or ant farm? That's the question. Uh, I'm pretty sure about 15 of you came out for that one. Oh, God. Do I have to spank somebody? That escalated pretty quickly when we come back. Who's getting spanked? Your answers. And we'll check in with our friend Donnie on MyTalk 107.1. Every day we ask you a this or that question on the MyTalk 107.1 Facebook page. And you answer it. And then we read through your answers and we judge you for your answers. Today on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley, what was the question we asked? The today? question today is a very simple one. Uh, everybody loves this one because it's really an inspiration from my earlier collection uh, Sea Monkeys or Ant Farm. I mean, that's the question. I feel like that was very Ivana Trump. Hmm. There was a little, there was a little Ivana in there. Everybody loves me. Uh, the question today is in honor of National Sea Monkey Day. Who knew? Sea Monkey do, do monkey see. Okay. What were people's answers to this very, very complicated question? I don't know. I would like to know me. as well. Hold, please. Oh, okay. oh, 20 people participated. Oh, look. Thank you. There is basically nobody answering. You're for showing up. Mm. Okay, Marley said, just yuck to both. Oh, God. And then Alice said, You're fired. Agreed. LOL. You're fired too. Linda said, Aunt Farm with all kinds of women running around. <laughs> no, she said Aunt. Second. <laughs> what was that? Whoa. What was that? Okay. Nothing naughty, don't you worry. Okay. It sounded naughty. It was not. Mm. Laurel. Uh, Logan said, Ant Farm, they do more interesting stuff, just saying. <laughs> Amy said, I always wanted sea monkeys, but I had an ant farm and it was pretty cool. I love that book. So, what was her answer? I don't really know. What book did you like? It was a joke and it fell miserably on your ears. Ant Farm. 
I love that book. Are you saying it's a joke on Animal Farm? Yes! Which is the George Orwell book. <sighs> yeah, that didn't really work. No. Oh, well, guess what? You don't really work. Actually, kind um, of uh, weird story. Right <laughs> uh, let's see. Christine That's said, it with you for free. Hey, Christine said, see monkeys. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. My older brother had them and they were fun to watch. I wanted to be a sea monkey and be part of their family. Wow. Therapy time. The box had a picture of the royal sea monkey family and I wanted to be the sea monkey princess. Sea monkeys are like a lie, and I wish they would they would share sea monkeys as they are. Isn't it just like water dust? Aren't they little shrimps? Yeah, they're little shrimps. They're called fairy shrimp. It's not a gay thing, so don't be <laughs> homophobic. But Daddy they, thought that was funny. Oh, <laughs> straight man thought the gay joke was funny. Interesting. No, um... They're they're called fairy shrimps, and they don't look like they do on the package. And I was quite bummed by that. I felt sort of let down. So I feel like they should just do a little. You know, the drawings of the shrimps should be you know more realistic. I agree. Mm. They shouldn't be animated and fun looking. No, they should look like boring little fairy shrimp. Yes. Look who's here. Give it up for Speaking Don. of boring oh, little fairy Hi, Donnie. Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? Hey, Donnie. Shrimp. Fairy shrimp, babe. Shrimp a shrimp. Shrimp a shrimp. Fairy shrimp. Um, Dennis said sea monkeys, even though they're not really monkeys, they're shrimp. So just FYI, Dennis agrees with you. Uh, so, Donnie, today yeah. the question we asked was sea yeah. monkeys... Or ant farms. Oh, ant farm. Yeah. Why? Did you have an ant farm? I, I did. I wanted one. Yeah. But uh, mom said, uh, not in my house. I know. I always wanted uh, an ant farm, too. And I don't understand. Why is it that parents don't want the ant farm? Because they don't house? want ants because in their house. You'd probably drop it and break it. Yeah. And then you'd have ants. You're not responsible in your enough. <laughs> Jeez. No. But sea monkeys, those are fun because they, you know, the, the cool thing about sea monkeys is. This is like a miracle of life. And this is what I was so fascinated about with as a kid is that you take these little dehydrated eggs, you add water and suddenly they come to life. My gosh, it's Uh amazing. I feel like you're patronizing. I mean, we had sea monkeys, Matt and I did after we got married, which it's a long story. I think somebody gave them to us as a wedding gift. And I was like, oh, sea monkeys. Cool. Cheap gift. Yeah, thanks, Donnie. It was already an open wound, and you know, fine. Sorry, but um, I but I had never had sea monkeys before, and I remember every day checking on them, being and being like, "This is it. This is all. This is we're done. This is all." I thought they'd grow up and look like uh, you know the sea monkeys on the package. Oh, you thought they were going to be jumbo shrimp, or not? Like I thought they'd be something substantial. (laughs) Stupid. How long do they even live? I don't know. Probably longer than my fish did. Oh, that's sad. No, it's not. Okay, you know, it's not. I'm trying to help here. Okay, anyway, okay. <laughs> so, Donnie says ant farm, Bradley. Yeah, ant farm. The answer to the question is sea monkeys. They're just, you know, it's it, they're more fascinating. No. 
Ants are everywhere. Oh, see, I think ants. Okay. No. Okay. I'm not going to answer it yet. Holly. Chia pet. <laughs> you know what? I had a bad experience with the chia pet. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody I'm cares. kidding. I'm totally kidding. I don't Somebody think might actually. care. He's not. He's, yeah, not, he's kidding. not kidding. Somebody said, like, literally, you think someone's like, ooh, I want to hear the chia pet story. It was a bad experience. Tell Holly, have you it. ever had? I don't want to. How can you have Holly a bad experience? Chia. Yeah, Do you have a true. chia pet? Or no. have you had a chia pet? No, but I've always wanted one. Okay, so Mom here's the bad no. experience. It didn't work. Nothing chiaed oh. out of my pet. It was a bummer, and it was dumb. Mm. And you have to, like, spread the seed it on a them. Chia, p- <laughs> chia pet? <laughs> yes. You had to spread the seed on it. Oh, don't even get me started about the fact that my, that my uh, clapper doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that's what she said. It's, <laughs> so many ways to I'm go with that. I'm still very upset no. about it. Anyway, the chia pet. You have to spread the chia seed on it, and then you have to like water put it, it. Yeah, you have to put water in it, but then you also have to like keep, like make a greenhousey type thing with like plastic wrap or a baggie around it to oh, kind of keep, keep it. Warm yeah, and then it just warm. never did anything, and I was like, that was You've a dumb gotta, waste. You, know, you really should make sure that you keep your chia pet moist, Colleen. Yeah. That's the key to I flowering. Just, a nice bushy chia pet. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> anyway, are you um, sure it wasn't a knockoff brand called a cheapa pet? A cheapa <laughs> pet. Cheap yes. pet. Um, hey, I have a question for you. Oh, wait, I'm not done yet. Ant Farm. Thank you. Okay. okay. Oh, that's a great story. Oh, yeah. um, back to me. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's that's a great Lori impression, by the way. I remember. Oh, yeah, great sorry, story. Did you say now Laurel, back to me. Or did you say Lori. Yanny? Oh, Laurel. Stop. Don't. Don't. Keep your Yanny to yourself. Um. <sighs> There was a moment at which we all realized, I think collectively, uh, that chia seeds were literally chia pets. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like we should have been ticked off. That, that we were eating got chia pet fur? Chia pets. <laughs> I mean, that that was somehow a nutrition. You know what I mean? It just seems like yeah. it just doesn't seem right. I, well, you know what I really want is the chia herb garden. Because that's a thing, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Only what? at Walgreens. Yes. Chia. Now, get the chia herb garden or the chia... Hipster beard. I really want bit. the Scooby Doo head. Okay. What about Noted. like chia? Do they have a chia? Um, what? What? Chia bush? You know okay. what I mean? Okay. You probably. Just, You've just, heard. It's like a oh ceramic crotch. And then All right. Bye, off. everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. Lori and Julia yeah. coming up next. Bradley Trainer. Chia. Crotch. Anticipation is building. The holidays are just around the corner, and at the Home Depot, we can't wait. With Black Friday savings all through November, you can count down to Christmas early with a Santa Countdown Inflatable Special Buy, only $69.98. Or anticipate when friends and family come to visit with an entrance full of LED lights that will welcome them and the holidays with open arms. Get the holiday magic started early. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.